Welcome to the first episode of the Vegan Connection Podcast. I'm Eric and your host is Christina. You might know us as the Vegan New Yorker on Instagram. Today's episode features the founders and owners of Mushu's and Orchard Grocer and partners of Modern Love Brooklyn, Erica and Sarah Kaberski. I always like to personally know how everyone went vegan and also how, I guess, the idea for your first business came about, Mushu's. Yeah, I mean, we, I went vegetarian as a kid. I met a cow. We are also native New Yorkers, Mm -hmm. so I didn't meet my first cow until I was about eight years old, just because, you know, in New York City, you don't see that many. I totally get what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, of course, you know, and and I think there are already roots to it. You know, we, we grew up in a family with a lot of dogs, and we were always taking dogs off the street. So the roots were already there. So then when I made the cow, met the cow, I made the connection and asked my parents if if this is the hamburger I'm eating and They were actually very honest with us. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, no, we were very, in that way, we're very lucky with them. (laughs) And so right then and there, I stopped eating animals. um, At eight years old. Yeah, yeah. I was seven. I went vegetarian at seven in an Italian family. And I did not have as welcoming of an experience as you did. (laughs) Um, My parents were like, what do you mean you're not eating chicken cutlet and fried galamad and meatballs? (laughs) And I had to have my mother separate, you know, the sauce and not have, you know, I needed my own marinara sauce while she made the sauce into gravy by putting the sausage and the meatballs in. So God bless your parents. (laughs) Yeah. Very lucky. No, I mean, I think our house kind of went vegetarian, I think, because our Mom didn't want to make two meals anymore. And was it was it vegetarian after you went? I you know I can't. It was so long ago. I don't. <laughs> I mean, it was vegetarian. I think mostly. I think maybe once in a while. You know, lying to us. You know, <laughs> and then you yeah, gotta watch uh, out for those sneaky and parents. Then I, I followed and went vegetarian. Eric is five years younger than me, and then um, I did, you know, follow her. And then when I went to college, I became. I decided to go vegan, and then Erica went vegan, too. So That's awesome. So you've really influenced each other, and you had each other to kind of, like, research and learn and, you know, figure out new recipes and things that would be not only yeah. tasty but interesting. And Yeah, no, I mean, I think, and um, this was a really long time ago, so we didn't have the internet, really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. I, I hear you. Did you develop any of the recipes that are, like, how— I guess, did you develop any of the recipes that are in Orchard Grocer while you were kids, or is that something that came later on? Um, I would say that's something that came later yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say, I, I didn't, wouldn't say we cooked a lot as kids, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, vegan cookbooks, you know, we, I think we started with the sour creamer books, like, Naturally. way back <laughs> in the day, and then um, obviously Issa's books, yeah. like, and they're still coming. What and, a pioneer. Yeah, she's about to re- release another one. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we do love, I love following recipes, but I also like reading cookbooks and not necessarily cooking from them. <laughs> I'm the same way. I never look at a cookbook to like, I'm not a baker, I'm a cook and I believe in just cooking with love. And I'm like, yeah, pour more oil, pour more. So like, what, you know, just a little, you got to taste as you go and figure it out. Yeah. Unless you're running a business in a restaurant and you need it to be, but you're cooking for your loved ones. <laughs> they got to take whatever you give them. And normally it's better <laughs> anyway. But yeah, no, I totally hear you. And so how did you guys, how did the idea come for Mushu's? Were you working in a different industry? What were you guys doing? I mean, we were pretty young when we started. I think I just graduated college and And Sarah just finished a master's degree. What what did you guys major in? I was a, a literature major. So was I. <laughs> I majored in, in, mass, in mass comm and, and English lit. And, yeah. and I didn't really do anything with it until I guess I kind of started this. But right. I, yeah, so did I. And you? I studied anthropology undergrad and then nut- nutrition graduate, like RD program. And um, awesome. I got into that, I think, from the vegetarian angle. But then I realized I wasn't so into the clinical aspect of the nutrition program. And I, you know, that's, I think when I decided I really wanted to open a vegan shoe store. Sure. And also traditional nutrition, especially back then is not really pushing your values or what you eat, right? It was pushing heavy meat and dairy. So, right. I, I'm sure there was, you know, a disconnection there for you. Yeah. You know, it was, 
Yeah, it was a mix of, you know, this isn't really what I expected. Although I think you can go really far with the decree if you want, but I was more into it for the vegetarian, vegan, sure. animal aspect and not necessarily for the health of it. Although, like, I think that, you know, vegan diets are supremely healthy and everything, but, you know, there's a lot of vegan junk food too. A hundred percent. And my account definitely is an illustration of it. <laughs> For sure. But, you know, and just touching on that, I think that, you know, for me, a major part of the reason why I focus so much on, on like, you know, comfort food is because I know the personal connection. Like, I know when I go to Modern Love and I bite into that mozzarella and carosa, which I know you guys call it mozzarella sticks, but <laughs> I, I play with Issa since she started, since she, like, introduced it. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. It's elevated. It's better than a mozzarella stick. It's like, you're, like, you're not doing yourself justice. It warms my heart and soul. It just because that to me is like my nostalgia from a kid from going to like the best restaurants in New York City and being and eating vegetarian. And it's like when I went when I went vegan, I was like, okay, that's all done. We're we're not touching any of that. And I never thought I'd ever eat it again. I was just grossed out by it. I was done. And going back to what you were saying about the animal and and seeing the cow and for me going vegan or to stop eating meat. Everyone's always like, well, why didn't you stop? And as a kid, no one wanted to really, like, they just wanted to challenge me. You know, didn't you feel like they'd be like, oh, what are you going to wear? Are you going to wear makeup one day? Do you know what they do to the animals? Oh, and yeah. I'd be like, I, it, I was like, <laughs> a little kid, like, who started wearing makeup? And they had, ve- they had cruelty-free makeup back then. You know, they weren't putting tons of poison into everything. But to me, it's just about common sense. Like, why do I want to eat the animal? Like, I don't want to hurt that animal. I don't want any secretion from the animal. And that's kind of also what helped me go vegan was, or vegetarian at first is, I went to a farm and saw animals, same thing as you. And I was like, this doesn't make sense to me. And someone served me a rare piece of steak as a little girl. And I was like, this is bloody. I never knew it was bloody. And like, I was like, why are we calling cow steak? And I made, you know, and I was like, chicken, I don't eat chicken. My mom's like, eat the chicken cutlet. I'm like, I'll eat the salad. Leave me alone with the chicken cutlet. Like, you know, I'll eat everything else. Give me the pasta, give me everything else. So I completely understand what you're saying. You were passionate about being vegetarian, but you're also living in the real world where, you know, most people, especially back then, were not vegetarian. Whereas I know, so I come from the place of most people are not going to be open-minded to vegan food because they think all we eat is rabbit food. So it's bringing it back to the comfort place. I believe that people will be more open-minded to to being vegan or going vegan or eating vegan food through seeing it, eating it, and seeing what's available. I think the hardest part is accessibility is and also planning ahead. You know, living in New York City, much easier. Living in rural upstate New York, maybe if you're growing your own fruits and vegetables and you're going to eat raw, you know, you're not going to find all the vegan junk food that we all have access to or, you know, you're not going to be able to go, you know, run to Orchard Grocer for a <laughs> uh, vegan lox bagel, which, oh, God, how good are those? So, yeah. You know, so, I know people are so worried about what they're going to give up when they go vegan. They don't realize all the things that you discovered. I didn't eat hummus till I went vegan. Like my world was out without hummus. What was wrong with me? And I discovered hummus because I some because I was like so chickpeaed out. Yeah, um, our father's Israeli, so we we know hummus or hummus. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm such a New Yorker. I'm so American. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, I mean. <laughs> but yes, please say it the traditional way. <laughs> um, oh. It's so funny because you go. I, I feel. I find that when our family goes to extended family, they always they always have hummus out for us. <laughs> Isn't that the best though? The, uh, yeah. Oh, I, I love it. Yeah, and I still eat it like two times a week for dinner. Like I'll just eat raw vegetables. And that's another thing. Like people don't realize. Yeah, you can eat the junk food, but start out your day with a juice. Like it's it's like your foundation is everything. Like eat the junk food. Don't work out as much if you don't want to. Do whatever you want. Like I'm not here to tell you what to do. I mean, I you should. We should all try to live balanced, healthy lifestyles. But I think if you want to eat the junk food, start your day out earlier in the day with some fruit. And I feel like it sets your stomach up, sets everything up. Not that I'm a nutritionist. Yeah, you never have that regret. Like, oh, I really wish I hadn't started my day with that apple. Like, exactly. <laughs> 100%. And I really feel like even at we were at Vegandale, at one point I was like, it's so, I need a watermelon juice. I, like, I was like, I need some healthy stuff here. No, like, that does, I mean. I mean, that's the other thing. Like when people are like, "Oh," when people are afraid of what dietary, like they're going to miss out, like nutrient wise. I'm like, I my diet is so much more vast than it was. I mean, of course, I was younger, but like I eat so many more vegetables mm-hmm. than like because you're more open. And I also think that your palate changes, and that's what people really don't realize. 
is that, you know, you, you lose the taste for cheese after not, after, for real cheese because of all the addictive chemicals and the hormones that are in it, right? We lose, you lose, you'll lose the, they say it takes 21 days or 22 days to change your habits and change your taste buds. And that's why there's so many like fad diets based around that. And honestly, I got my boyfriend to go vegan three years ago just by showing him all this food. And he was the biggest meat eater and he used to say, if you ever think I'm going to go, and I was never preachy. But meanwhile, he would go anywhere and eat with me and he'd say, this is good. I'm like, so what's the problem? One day he just gave it up. He's like, I should have just, I made like vegan field roast sausages and he wound up eating a bunch of meat. His friends were supposed to come over. They didn't come over. So he like gorged and he looked at me and he said, what am I doing? This is the most barbaric thing. Why didn't I just eat what you ate? This is disgusting. And he was like, I'm done. And he was the biggest meat eater just because I kept showing him good food, taking him to restaurants, take, you know, cooking and so forth. And I, and, and to me, he's a testament of how so many other people go vegan. Most people aren't like the three of us and mm-hmm. they're like, hey, that's a cow. I don't want that on my plate. That doesn't make sense. You know, they just mindlessly eat. When you go so many places where chicken, fish, dairy, it's like, what are your options? Right. You have to be think outside the box. So you guys, what you did was majorly outside the box. Like it doesn't get any more outside the box than what you did than opening up a basically a leather alternative, a vegan apparel store in New York City. Was it 2000 or 2001? 2001. 2001. Wow. Wow. That that's huge because that's that's like when like high fashion was you know like everything like people couldn't. Were, they wanted like the finest, most expensive things. People were way too ostentatious. And then here, here you guys are saying, let's care about the animals. Let's care about the environment. Let's show you what the alternatives are that we've been researching and figuring out so we can wear them. Let's share them with the world. Tell me more about that, please. Um, yeah, I mean, for, I mean, I think it was um, kind of Sarah's idea because we, I mean, I, I think I gave up leather in high school and Sarah maybe went back and forth just because I think she was just at that teenager time where it was just really, you really wanted to like keep up with fashion. Yeah, yeah. It's tough when you're a kid, when you're a teenager, for sure. But I was. You were a rebel. (laughs) No, I I just had no fashion sense, so it didn't matter. You were wearing like um, those canvas. Like uh, palladium. Palladium. And I just thought if I wore a boot version of a canvas shoe, then it was magically (laughs) wet. and so she she would always say, I just wish there was, like, a vegan shoe store. And that's exactly what she always called it from, like, the time we were teenagers. But now you guys sell bags and, uh, yeah, no, and I mean, coats in the winter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so and so I think it was, like, her idea. And I remember just even in college for being like, I'm going to open a vegan shoe store. And everyone's like, that's really. Don't you love that, though? Because <laughs> I'm sure, like, maybe the only person that was encouraging to you was maybe your mom. I don't know. Tell me, who was encouraging? Because that's the best when people say to you, when they're like, mm, or they place their own limitations on you just because they could never do something. Yeah, they no, say, I, mean, I, I can't do I, what we, you're doing. I, we didn't have a lot of people like who? naysayers. Like, they kind of were like, just go for it. Just start small. And wow. you know, we, um, when I had this idea, we discovered vegetarian shoes in England. And we've since become really close friends with Robin Webb, the founder of Vegetarian Shoes. But we flew to England and met with him. And he gave us a tour. And he gave us some advice. And... And we yeah, worked was, with him. So. Yeah, he took us seriously from the get-go. And he, I mean, I remember years later him telling us, you know, I meet with lots of people and you have to take everyone seriously because you don't know who's going to be the next one to really do it. They um, say that's the key to being a good business person is saying yes. It's people that say no that normally ha- place limitations on themselves that don't allow them to flourish. So I, like, that's so interesting. And that brings me back to the point of this podcast is, is not only are we talking about veganism, but we're here talking about your inspiring story. And that to me, like, I I love hearing that. So like, please tell me. So how did you go from England to the store? I mean, I think we just, we found a, we found a space, a really small space, not in the area that we would have chosen, but you know, we need, we needed to consider the cost of it. Sure. In a shoe store, you don't need as much space as you would like a clothing store. Yeah, no, I mean, we're learning that more and more. And it happened to have been a defunct butcher shop. So, or was a butcher shop when we looked at the space, but they were going out of business. Get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. And so we're like, we're going to change the karma of this place. Um, That's the most ironic 
thing ever. Like, <laughs> wow. Um, so yeah, it felt good. Even I'm like, even just the idea that that place is going out and we're coming in, even if it doesn't work. No, but still- our friends were just really generous and helpful. We had no employees and they were, you know, helping us out here and there. If we had a meeting, they would That's awesome. work the floor. I, you know, so my, my husband now, before I even met him, he was a friend of a friend and he worked like I think he worked a Saturday so like could, before, so, so so we could go to like a shoe show and oh <laughs> that's so nice yeah no it's and does yeah. he still help out um, not yeah. at the store well, but in the oh, business he, 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 he stays emotionally yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's there for you emotionally sometimes that's more than being present physically so yeah no I mean and yeah I think about it and our our father was in the sheet metal business and oh, our, wow. our shelves were made out of sheet metal from his shop and you know like all the stuff that I think about that was like very yeah Allison yeah. was doing the window like our friends just, were like, like, um, like our, you yeah. know it was just you know and now we're in our third and final location and oh um, yeah you're like cemented there on Orchard Street you're like becoming a landmark but you know I guess our last we did we were there but then we did combine Orchard because we had this big space and we needed to bring in more revenue under the, one space. So um, that so it wasn't that you had an idea for for vegan food. It was that you wanted to bring in more. You wanted to divide the space and have more revenue. Well, I I mean I've always been into food. Yeah, you know, and and I just thought our space we weren't making the most of our space. And I think the the landscape in Manhattan you just really need to be innovative. Yeah, and yeah. Um, that's yeah. I mean, and I was like, oh, what kind of store do I want? And um, I mean, you know, and as honestly, we would get people coming into Mooshes and be like, where should I eat lunch oh, now? right, yeah. And I was like, I mean, you could go there, you could go there, <laughs> yeah. or you like, could go now, and you'd be like, literally just walk through those doors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, seriously. And you can't help it. Like, when you, when, whenever I go in there, it's like, if I go in for food, I automatically walk into Mooshes. Like, you just can't help it, but walk in there. It's, I love I love that you guys put the divider, like you made it so that you can walk in between them. That's cool. And you don't have to go outside, but wow. So how did you develop, like, what, how did you guys figure out, like, we want, we want it to be sandwiches. We want the, how did you figure out that you were definitely putting locks on the menu? Did you guys hire a chef? What was your, your process? Uh, Definitely wanted the New York deli feel, you know, because we, and I know we, we wanted something that was kind of, we, we didn't have a space for a sit down. So it was very much like we want not a to-go, to but because everything is made to order. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely that feeling of, like, the New York deli feel of, you know, like the egg cheese sandwich and the bagel and lox. And and do you guys still do all of the buying for the food and the, also the retail as well for the apparel? and Or do you have buyers now? Um, well, I mean, buyers are a, just a really awesome staff. Yeah, we have amazing managers, like, um, yeah, we have Caitlin we, at Mooshoes and Nora, Nora at, at Orchard um, Grocer and, and Allison at Modern Love. So, we, you know, yeah. we're, oh, oh, yeah, I was really thinking between those two. But yes, of course. Uh, yes. And Allison. Yes. Now, so, now Allison's the GM, right? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we know, rely heavily on them. And really for, I'm so sorry to interrupt. And for everybody listening, Allison is the head chef of uh, Modern Love. And has now been promoted to GM, and she's the most lovely woman. So shout out to Allison. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Allison. <laughs> so I think, like, really, everybody in our staff is just amazing. But you know, the managers are really helpful because you can't do everything yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that was something at the beginning. And you know, we were much younger, so spending sixty hours a week doing loose shoes didn't seem like the craziest thing. But now. I mean, Sarah, we, Sarah has two kids and that's just not possible. Of course. I just want to go home and watch TV. (laughs) We all have to be able to veg in life, right? And like, just kind of disconnect from the world 100%. But I think when we were at Mooshu's, our manager at the time, Nisha, who is amazing, um, she kind of, we just talked out this idea of like classic deli. So I really think Nisha... Um, helped us really fine-tune. No, the recipes, we had help here and there from various people. Because they're phenomenal. Like, um, but now Nora, actually. Wow. Nora, 
who her father is a chef and she's like self-trained. She does all the recipes and tweaks them and is just yeah. unbelievable. Like if you see like a special that you're like, wait, what? That was Nora. Even we tried the vegan pastrami recently. And my boyfriend, who's the other, like I mentioned before, is the other part of a vegan New Yorker. He used to eat pastrami and was like, I never did. So I have nothing to compare it to. And I, that's what I love about being able to, you know, go to all these places with him. And he was, I was like, wow, this is good. I have nothing to compare it to. But he was like, <laughs> You don't understand. <laughs> this is amazing. Like, it's not just good. Like, the comparison in flavor and texture, he was blown away. And I, and he's a native New Yorker as well and grew up eating all the classic, you know, New York, at all the classic New York delis. And, I mean, I, I'm pointing that out because I feel like that's maybe something I don't see as often on Instagram. And I personally had never got it. And we went recently. And I was like, they're really up to something here with all this food. Wow. I mean, yeah. yeah. Just put sauerkraut on anything. <laughs> but it wasn't overbearing either with the sauerkraut. Like, I feel like sometimes places, like, put too much. It was just everything was just perfect. No, I mean, and I, yeah, I mean, we're all New Yorkers, so that I think that's a very where are you, And where, I'm sorry, you guys mentioned you're originally from Queens or you live in Queens. What part of Queens? Jamaica. Jamaica. That'll make everybody really happy because <laughs> we have a lot of Queens followers uh, that follow the Vegan New Yorker. And, um, the last stop on the F. Yeah. <laughs> I'm originally from Queens but and, uh, and moved to um, all over, like like Ridgewood and Maspeth. And it's so different. And, and, and like now I see like places in, that are popping up in Ridgewood now, like vegan spots, because it's like people are like moving further out. And I'm like, wow. Um, and then I moved, we moved to the Upper East Side and I grew up mostly there. I went to public school. I was not born with a silver spoon in my mouth by any means. But it's definitely different to grow up in Manhattan for sure. But I always love hearing where, where people come from. Are you still there now? Are you still in Jamaica? No. I live in Brooklyn now. Yeah, so. naturally. <laughs> I live in the East Village. Oh, that's convenient. Both, well, Actually, both locations are convenient for you guys to get directly to stores. Yeah. Or yeah. even to, to Modern Love. Yeah, I mean, you know, modern love is really just across the bridge. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. What is the best-selling sandwich uh, or the best-selling item these days at Orchard? The Bowery, I think, um, which is the classic bacon, bacon, egg, and cheese. Although yeah. the Miles is competing. You know, that's our croissant sandwich. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's the dish, which is like a column in New York Magazine, and it just—they um, posted that as the dish— for this issue. Wow. So there's like a big picture of the miles. Congrats. Um, yeah. That's awesome. That that thing is a beast. Like it is like it'll put any meat eating, egg loving, dairy eater to shame. Like they could not resist that miles. Yeah, so that's with the Satan's helper bacon and the just egg and the yeah, it's a that just for all egg has everybody going crazy. Um, yeah, and I think um, Nora nailed it. So she really knew how to compose the sandwich because mm-hmm. I think um, well, you have to know what you're doing with that just yeah. for all egg because we've made it before and we've it could be a hit or miss. Yeah, like, yeah you have we, to, yeah. we get a fair amount of calls. Like, how come ours doesn't taste like yours? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I think we're doing the same. Well, thing. and we've had it other places where it really wasn't as good, and then we've had it with you guys, and we're like. Are they doing something? What are they adding to this? <laughs> they're doing. They're like this is like half just for all egg and like half tofu or something. Like because it has that fluffiness. You know what I mean? That you are like I don't know. If fluffiness is the word, but it's not. It's not like it's not moist. Yeah. You know? Does that make sense? Yeah. No. It doesn't look like a moist mess. I mean, I love tofu, so you know. <laughs> naturally, I, if there's a way to add tofu, I'm going to think of it. But that one's not. <laughs> So your involvement, so let's let's stay on Orchard Grocer and, and Moose Shoes. What would you say to anyone start trying to start any business or vegan business in New York City? And if, maybe if you want to kind of like work into there, if you want to share, maybe what is the hardest thing that you guys went through with opening up both locations? And if you had a piece of advice to give yourself from 10 years ago, what would you have said? Um, start exercising more. <laughs> Um, I mean, I think, you know, I think when we first opened and it's the same advice I'd still give, you just have to start small. Like, it's like, I can't get that message across. There's like run out of stuff, order more, do Mm -hmm. not get stuck with too much inventory Mm -hmm. or too much product because that's just the terrible place to be Mm -hmm. stuck in. And I mean, I think something that we learned is maybe, you know, you have to have a thick skin and you have to take feedback and it's not, don't always take it as an insult, take it as feedback. And I guess I think once we started listening to our customers more, we started 
nailing it a little more with what kind of shoes to carry um, mm-hmm. and what kind of sandwiches. And, you know, like I think it's something that – so definitely go in with the thick skin, as thick as you can, and just let it roll off your back a little bit. But it sounds like you guys were also willing to listen and to grow and to evolve, and you didn't go into it stubborn and thick-headed. And your advice is, is seems like the best advice for any entrepreneur starting out in any field and, and you know, and to go in humble and, yeah. not, and not like a know-it-all. And I think there are some business owners that kind of lose that drive or that humble or that hunger and, and don't realize that it's the customer that's going to connect with it and is going to come back and continue to buy it. Yeah, I mean, to this day, it's like we want, we, we know. I mean, we live in New York, so we, you know, like we have a lot, we're exposed to a lot of vegan stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot, it's very exciting. But we know there are, we have, get a lot of people who are coming in, and this is going to be their first time here. And we want every single person to feel very excited about it and they, to have an experience where, wow— Everything was great from, like, the second I walked into the store. The cats were really cute. You know, the staff was really kind to me and, you know, and really helped me through that hurdle of finding the right shoe. Or Finding shoes is tough. Listen, I I know from just being a stylist, like, it's tough. And it doesn't matter what your budget is or what your feet are. Sometimes, you know, if your feet are too narrow or too wide or whatever, and you got to feel comfortable in your shoes. That is—that's a tough—it can be very tough. Yeah, no, it's—and then I think it's also just sticking to your ethics, you know? For sure. And just realizing what works for you, you know, like Orchard Grocer, like from the second we started, we were like, we're going to be palm oil free. And, you know, there was— I love that. Some—no, I wouldn't say there was pushback, but, you know, there definitely are some products that we were like, oh, I don't know, like, does it make more sense? But I think, like, just sticking to our guts about certain things and also, like, certain products that we sell at Mooshoes and— how we make manufacture, you know, and just... Right, and our chocolate, um, we only sell chocolate or chocolate products or use chocolate products that um, are companies that are approved by the Food Empowerment Project. And it's like a, it's it's not impossible, but it's limited. So there are some products that we don't carry and customers are like, why don't you carry that? And we're just like, oh, it's not on the list. And, um, you know, but you can't unknow what you know. And mm, once you I know, agree. it's... Bad. I'm just... very picky with my chocolate, so I completely agree for many reasons. Oh, really? What's yeah. your um, What's your favorite? Are you allowed to mention? Um, I am, but I, I like uh, we're here with you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am. It's you know I I definitely say my favorite chocolate is Lagusta's. Oh, Lagusta's yeah. luscious. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't. We sell <laughs> we sell her chocolate, and um, she, she's not a... compromising her ethics. Uh, so. no, 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 not at all. I think Eric, you had that experience. Like I think the first time you had one of her caramels, and we, you were like, "Oh my!" Like they're divine. Yeah. Just it's like, like what other? You don't need any other car. Any other caramel <laughs> in the world is just. And I'm not even like of all my things. Chocolate isn't my like. I'm more of a savory, but mm-hmm. that was like. Marisa's, Sweet Marisa's yeah. caramel. I don't know if it's the same recipe or what, but hers is also superb when she, whenever she uses it in anything. I just had some sort of tart with it recently, and I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they both make really They've, beautiful products. Just amazing, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. So, but I, I agree saying? with Erica that, like, the thick skin, I've learned to try to have a thicker skin and not take everything so personally and really to listen to feedback and listen to your staff. Like, I, I think that the staff in general really will provide valuable feedback and well, sure, go down to... They're the middle, like they're the ones hearing everything from every single customer. So I think that's amazing that you give them ownership of it and say, you know, and that also helps drive the business because if if they have the ownership and no one's micromanaging them, that's, to me, that's the best, that's the best type of boss is to hire good people and have and put trust in them and let them do their job and and you see your numbers I'm sure increase and you say okay they're doing it enough. I, mean, I think we do our fair share of micromanaging. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, it depends. Like, a, you know, I, it, we got to be involved. It's your business, flows, you know. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, yeah, it's we definitely rely on them heavily and I mean, you know, and I and I I do see them take ownership and I love how much they care. It's like you can't you can't pay someone to care like they they really care exactly um like when you know something's your responsibility and you're getting the feedback from the customers it's almost becomes like this innate feeling of like I, I know what it's like to run other people's businesses so I'm just speaking from my experience and that's why I became I, I became an entrepreneur and I had my own business is because you start you start being so aware of all of the things that need to be done that you st- it's like become second nature no and then I think the 
And then I think it's when you let go of like all the small things and realizing that you don't have to do everything. Mm-hmm. It's I think that's actually how you're going to grow your business because if you spend you could you could spend your entire day doing small tasks and not grow, but I think like realize like to expand, I think you have to let go a little bit and progression over perfection. Yes. <laughs> right? That's really my motto in life for sure. With people going vegan, with anything, like if you try your best and you do your best in the moment, I mean that's that's progressing. Yeah. Progressing in the right direction at least. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm yeah, I'm not here to vegan police anyone. And it's like at the second like sure. everyone goes vegan. I mean it's when people go vegan for the first time, it's so funny. They're calling you about all the ingredients. They're like, is this really vegan? I'm like, it sounds vegan. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to get it, you know? But, like, it, exactly. Like, if you accidentally, like, you're, you're going to be fine. I'm, I don't know. I've been slipped some dairy here and there. <laughs> and actually, someone slipped Eric, the other part of the Vegan Yorker, chicken. We went to a bow place, and they gave him—we said—and we were very specific. And, like, I— was he went he was like want a bite and I was like that's real chicken that's not tofu and he was like oh my god <laughs> a lot of ch- you know biting into chicken is different than a little milk powder right yeah no I I've, yeah, I've had my one experience with it and I was really we yeah. didn't go to a non-vegan place for like two weeks after that we only did vegan because we were like we can't trust anybody you know eating at places like Modern Love and Orchard Grocer not only take the stress away from worrying if you're going to, you know, get experience cross-contamination, but it also is a very pleasant experience. You know, there's this whole fad right now with all of these fast food places putting out, you know, the Beyond Burger, right? And for non-vegans to have the opportunity to, you know, be in a place where that they frequent that, you know, to have a plant-based option. I think that's wonderful for them. I think that's excellent progression for the restaurants. I applaud that. Just for me as a vegan, it's just not for me. I, you know, like I said, I applaud it for everybody else. And I think that's a really great way. But then there's also the flip side of it is how good is that Beyond Burger? Because I've had, I've personally made the Beyond Burger and it can come out amazing. And I've been in places where it's not that amazing. So it can go either way because yes, it's an option, but at the same time, it's, is somebody going to say, oh, I tried the Beyond Burger and it was crappy because it was made crappy, you know, or yeah, and they're going to go back to eating their their red meat or whatever they're eating? I mean, you know, I don't know what, you know, I, I think, I think you look, I don't know. But if you walk into like a fast food restaurant, I assume your expectations aren't. Absolutely. High, right? so, Absolutely. You know, yeah. I feel like it's a great option, like for a child who's vegan and if your friends are going, they could get something. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's like a place for that. And yeah. it's amazing. You know, I like think about the burger progression. Like I used to make the fantastic foods mix like well, a million years ago. Then it was like Boca Burger, and now it's just like, wow! You know, everybody's getting these products. No, it's so funny. It's like I love all these burgers, but then every once in a while you give me like that good old fashioned veggie burgers where like the peas still pop oh, out, yes. and I'm yeah. still so excited. I'm like all of a sudden, I'm having like a new, renewed love for all those things. <laughs> I sometimes, yeah, I, I have a really, I have a huge love for beet burgers these days. Oh, like yeah. whenever there's a beet burger somewhere, like chickpea and olives beet burger, oh, like yeah. you they, just got to go for it. They do great stuff. Yeah, they do really great stuff. Okay, so how many cats do you have at Mooshu's? Two. We got into the shop cat thing kind of by, like a customer came in and we were just talking about it and she was like, you should have shop cats. And we're like, that'd be nice. And literally later that night she showed up with two cats and that's how we got <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, feedback from but, customers. Yeah, yeah, and then the other cats just came from people like, oh, I heard you take cats and just dropping them off. Like the like your sanctuary? Truck, <laughs> yeah, like the fire truck stopping in front of the store. Like, oh, we hear you take cats. Here's a cat. And I was like, oh, we don't. I'll take this cat. But just <laughs> so you know, this isn't what we um, do. Um, that's so nice of you, though. That's I mean, obviously, I know that's that's in you to like just take the cat, but not everybody would. So that's very that, nice that, that, that you did. in my home right now. Yeah, she, oh. because, she, she happens to really love that cat. So that's, then that was a blessing. Yeah. yeah. She, that, that's a, that's <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> no, I, I, I do really. That cat is really special. That's a whole podcast that you could have about. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I think our shop cats, we only had dogs growing up. And so I think our shop cats were our first exposure to cats. And since then, now we've. We have our shop cats, and then we both have have had quite a 
number of cats. Like, I think two is a good number for a yeah. shot because when we had too many, it's too hard to, like, take care of that much. Yeah. Yeah, it becomes, like, a job and it's, like, you know. Did you guys ever have any experience where, like, the cats, like, are, like, you know, playing with the shoes or anything while a customer's trying on or getting in the, you know, I mean, in, in, in the general, box? They get in the box. And yeah. In general, our customers love are, that. Yeah. And, probably take pictures. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we used to have a cat who literally bit every single person who pet him. Oh, my God. <laughs> and <laughs> we probably shouldn't. <laughs> he has since passed away. Aw. Rest um, in peace, kitty. Um, but it was, like, our customers, like, every single one would be like, oh, no, it was my fault. And I'm like, <laughs> every once in a while, a cat is just a jerk. <laughs> our customers would just insist that it was their fault. Well, he wouldn't attack. Like, they had to pet him first, and then he... We, we'd warn them, and then everyone would have the same answer. No, I'm a cat person. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you asked for it. I warned you. There was a full warning. I hear you. No, I definitely hear it. What is the What is new for fall? What's the most exciting things that you have in in Moose Shoes right now or um, coming in? I mean, you know, st- probably the stuff that we're always most excited. We manufacture one line of shoes ourselves called Novakis. Mm-hmm. And so... I think we're always just most excited about those because those are come from our heart. The They're most. your babies, yeah, for sure. Um, we have that boot coming out, the the clog oh, boot, but outside. you know it's not coming out. I, I don't know if it's coming. Like in we October, we we just so. we just finally were able to the past year or two kind of master the clog. For oh, the vegan, nice vegan version, and so we're just developing a boot style on that, which I think people are going to really like. Yeah, but, you know, with it, like, in the past few years, it's really exciting that non-vegan companies are coming out with vegan lines. Like, there are vegan Doc Martens. For a while, there were a lot of vegan Birkenstocks, but it seems like it's shrinking. It, it comes in ebbs and flows, um, I think. But, you know, it's just really great, like, that if you want that brand, you can still get a vegan. Yeah, no, I sure. mean, I think that's definitely something that we've noticed from the beginning. We We were really... Looking at the beginning, we were really spending so much of our time researching. We would go to these big shoe shows, like the big shoe show in Vegas. And we would go around and be like, do you have any vegan shoes? And either they didn't know what it was or they're like, do you mean cheap shoes? And, you know, and we're like. Do you mean pleather? Yeah. Yeah. Not like, you know, alternative leather. They'd say pleather. so mean. Well, the fashion world can be cruel. I I know know all about that world. And so I can only imagine what you guys dealt with. Um, So, but now it's, now no one, I mean, I'm sure there are a couple of people who still are adamantly opposed to it but you know with all like the major a lot of the major brands dropping fur and then a lot of the major brands coming up with a vegan line i think that says isn't it amazing to see all these major luxury designers saying no to fur i mean not that everyone you know it's or you know and, and and making faux fur cool at the same time not just saying no to it but and and not only that but you know there's companies like stella mccartney that make really great vegan leather. There's yeah. just, there's so many different companies out there yeah. that, you know, whether, whatever your price point is or whatever you feel connected to in terms of your demographic, right? Cause, cause, cause it's all very personal, what you wear, what you eat, everything. We're all like, it's, it's much more, we're much more connected to it personally, which is why when you, you ever notice when people go to like a festival or they go to a concert or something, they kind of tend to dress alike. It's cause they're all part of like that same demographic that, you know, you're you all like you have similar interests. So it's only going to be natural, you know. Well, I mean, you know, especially at the beginning when it was like just three vegan shoes. It's like you would just go to anything and be like, oh, are we all wearing the Yeah. The power boots from vegetarian shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you, did you wait eight weeks for these to come in the mail from England? Um, Do you know how many companies there are now? Strictly vegan companies. Yeah. For for uh, shoes. Oh my god! Just because you've seen it grow, like how so many much. that we retail, or, or how many total? You. I, Whatever you I mean, I don't know. I mean, we probably—I would say—we probably retail about ten lines that are strictly vegan. I mean, there must be at least twenty, and then lines. Um, but well, then we, we are we speaking just in the U.S. or internationally? Because there's a lot in the U.K. and in Italy yeah, and I mean, France I, now. There's a there's a lot coming uh, out. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I think I'm speaking internationally. Internationally. Um, I mean, I think our. I think a lot of manufacturing is done in Europe. Europe, yeah, it is. It is. And that's some of the best manufacturing as well, like yeah, we, for quality. That's, that's where we make our shoes. We make our shoes in Portugal. Just, yeah, they were one of the, they used to, a long time ago, they were like the number one manufacturer of shoes. And then as time changed and a lot of production moved to the east. 
I guess the Hansa or to China is oh no, so uh, that's where it moved to. Okay, yeah, yeah that's just uh, just trying to understand. Wow. So yeah, I've I, definitely I've heard uh, like of quality quality shoes coming out of Portugal. I've definitely seen that, and and a lot of the like high end designers will have stuff made there, even if it's like a French designer. You'd be surprised. No, I mean our factories. You know, like when you go. It's, I'm always surprised to see, you know, our shoes are coming out of the same factories as some of the, like, brands that I've only heard of, you know. And, you know, it's the same It's the same classic manufacturing going into all the shoes. So you're really, that's, like, the, always the hard thing to explain to somebody who's new. It's like, you are not giving anything up by not wearing leather anymore, you know. Yeah. That's for sure, like the it, there's so much. Sto- there's so much. St- even if you are somebody who doesn't want to wear Birkenstocks and you want something that's a little bit more fashion forward per se, which actually, ironically, Birkenstocks yeah, they, became so yeah, in fashion. Yeah, right? I mean, I even know, in Barney, like, yeah. right? Isn't that crazy? Bir- Birkenstocks and socks are like a <laughs> thing that <laughs> unbelievable. Can we just finish with just talking about how you guys connected with Issa and created Modern Love? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, we've known Issa for years, you know. Probably, we, I think we met her first during her post-punk kitchen days, which was probably, one. would you call it a podcast? You know, one of the original, I guess not a podcast then. I don't know. <laughs> um, live yeah, and blogs. then she was doing book, book And then we, we, the we hosted a book signing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that our store that we didn't realize when we first opened. It became more of a, it became more of a store and a community Mm-hmm. space um, more than just a store. So we started hosting a lot of events, and one of the first events we hosted was with Issa for, I can't even remember which cookbook. It's probably like five, cook, ten cookbooks ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's how we met Issa and Terry. And was it, I don't know if it was vegan avocado or... Post- <sighs> Um, I mean, the first one was vegan with a vengeance. Was yeah, it? I think uh, that was the one. Or vegan cupcakes take. Oh, it's just. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's been so uh, many. Listen, she's extremely talented. Um, yeah, and so I think she's also a fellow New Yorker. So I think we quite, kind of connected on that level of just being vegetarian and vegan and our teenager and. Have you had the calamari at Modern Love? No, I haven't. But I I connected with her also. And we're like, oh, my God, we went to high school a few blocks away from each other. (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly. It's like, it's different. New Yorkers were just a different breed, you know? Yeah, no, it's, I don't know how, why we, because I didn't know any other vegan New Yorkers when I was in high school. It was just I didn't know any vegetarian New Yorkers when I was in high school. (laughs) What were you saying about the fried calamari? I know you had, right, you talked about calamari or yeah how, yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, say, I'm sorry I say it the wrong way it's really calamari I'm just no I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm I love it um, <laughs> that's that such a New York Italian and it's like I know exactly what you're saying the same way you know what, listen like, I say ricotta, but I know it's ricotta like, you know like I know and I say ricotta yeah. <laughs> and I don't judge you that's the way you know we're all saying it the right way <laughs> um no but it's really good you should um we should try uh, it what's the base um, mushrooms. I don't eat mushrooms. That's why I've never oh, tried it. Oh, you don't? He, but Eric does, and he will gavone the crap out of it. Okay. So he will love so, it. So he'll eat them for you. Yeah, um, I know. I'm. I Whenever I go in there, I like if I get the mac and shoes, I'll get them to do broccolini with, for me instead of kale. I don't eat. I'm like so boring. <laughs> so vegan, I'm like, can you guys do broccolini? You're vegan I live, that doesn't eat kale? I live, but I like live for like the broccoli, broccolini. So to me, I'm like, oh, charred broccolini. That and they're like, yeah, really no good. problem. It's great. No, it's amazing. It's so good with the mac and shoes. Oh, that's my good, God. That's a good idea. I mean, maybe I'll do that. But but yeah, that. yeah, try. No, seriously. Or maybe with so the kale good. with some broccoli on the side <laughs> if I'm feeling crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no offense, kale. Like, really. <laughs> no offense to kale. I just, I just get to a point where I'm like. You're the only vegan who doesn't. I, I know. I, yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm boring like that. But so did you guys open Omaha with her? No. no. Omaha is just hers. Just We're hers. just partners with Modern Love Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Okay. So, and what's your involvement to this day? Like, what do you guys, what, accounting? We're just, just, yeah, like back-end stuff. Just so, back-end. Yeah. Okay. But. Not that I've um, ever seen you guys in there. or not, I've never seen you in Orchard or Moose Shoes either. So this was definitely a treat today to get oh, to okay. finally I mean, we're, meet we're, you we're, two lovely we're, ladies. We're there. We're we're you're in the back. <laughs> we're in yeah, the back. We're, I mean, someone's got to pet the cat. So. <laughs> um, I think every single vegan would agree with that. <laughs> I think, like, I was just drooling over Modern Love Omaha, and I was like, if is I that how open, it came yeah, about? I, I was like, if I could have any restaurant in New York, it would be this. And, I don't blame you. And to this day, I'm still like, I'm, I'm like, wow, I'm still drooling over every dish. How often do you guys eat there? 
I mean, it comes and flows. I feel like there's some weeks I'm like, oh, no, I've been here four times this week. And then, <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, um, then it'll be a couple of weeks. But yeah, I'm learning that I don't have to eat everything every time I go. Like, you know. Uh, like, oh, that's an issue for us. <laughs> that's an issue for us. Last time Allison was like, okay, do you want us to hold it back? I'm like, I'm still taking pictures here. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand that in theory. But then when I get there, it's just, I don't know. The words just it's keep so coming good. out of my mouth. Yeah, It's so good. And everything is so different. And it's not, the menu's not one. Note and it's always changing. And, yeah, and we're not using, you know, I we're not using the products we were talking about, which I think are amazing. But you know, everything is made from scratch, like the cheese, the burgers, the meats. Like it's not. Um, Listen, there's we need variety in this world. The Beyond Burger has its place where everywhere else it is, but we need variety. And and you know, it's nice to go into a restaurant where everything is made from scratch. And you know, there's there's more care put into it. There's love. Yeah, I really think you taste the love. You definitely do. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, no, and like you said, like, yeah, no, and that's, that. I think that's what's always going to make it stand apart is, like, all the, like, everything being made from scratch. And, you know, I mean, people could taste that, and that's why I think they keep coming back. Because, what are you, yeah, I'm so I mean, sorry. you only know Allison, but, I mean, the kitchen Oh, I know, the kitchen is, is amazing. Like, I, I just can't even believe the talent in that kitchen. Like, every person is amazing, and... It's incredible. And really um, nice, you know. And that's the, yeah, and they're all, I mean, I think it's like, I really a, like, think they're excited about vegan food, and it shows. It's like well, you, this is a very passionate time for veganism <laughs> and vegan food, so if, you, if they're not passionate to be at Modern Love, they don't belong there. No, <laughs> like, I mean, you know, they, I, they should be passionate. It's like when people talk about kitchen culture, I guess my only experience with it is, Modern Lover or Orchard Grocer, so I'm like, I don't really know what anyone's talking right, about. Right, if you watch, like, a reality show and everyone's, like, yelling <laughs> at each other. cursing at like, each other, yeah. <laughs> like, we have very kind kitchens. Um, well, I mean, it's the Lower East Side in Williamsburg. It should be more chill. It shouldn't be, like, you know, buttoned up midtown, you know, east. Right. You know, where everyone's screaming at each other to get that steak going. Oh, God. <laughs> what are your favorite dishes at Modern Love? Um, you know, I'm with you. I love the Maz. Mm. It is so amazing. Um, I love the nachos too. Um, Grilled Caesar salad. I can't, I've never been there without it except brunch, but I've never, for dinner, I've never been there without it. Brunch is just really an animal in itself. So yeah, but, um, the grill, I I don't know that I've ever gone. Yeah, exactly. Like, and not gone in the the Caesar? Caesar salad. Uh, you know what's crazy? At you know what I love? Right. You know what I love? I love going to a restaurant where I would never do, like, I would ne- I would never take lettuce and char it. And then I go there, and I'm like, this is amazing. It's like, why why wouldn't I never do this? And I still would never do it because I go to Modern Love for it. I mean, insider tip, just get it with the side of the fried tofu from the mac and cheese, and it's, it's a good meal. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's inside. I think you could fit an option on the menu. I think you, yeah, I think, it, <laughs> I think you, you could add it. I think you could add that. Oh that. I'm telling you, that's but like I think the Erica, special. I think Erica put that on, yeah. So. That's the way to go. I mean, especially if you've eaten there four times that week. <laughs> but see, that's a great testament. That's what I wanted to say. There's so many people, like if you work in a candy store, you get sick and tired of eating candy and you can't go near it. The fact that you both are still so passionate about it, no, so passionate about eating one there. Place, like, I mean, obviously, I care about it because of my involvement in it. But, you know, like, if somebody comes to town, I'm like, first stop, depending on what time of the day it is, it's either Orchard Gross or Modern Love, you know. And For sure. I get, I can't tell you how many DMs asking me, I'm coming to New York or I'm in New York or where do I need to go? Where are the mo-? And I always say, you must go to Orchard Grocer and get one of their breakfast sandwiches wow, if you, or you. deli sandwiches. And I always say, you have to go to Modern Love and have like a nice sit down dinner. Like go sit down, have a glass of wine, get dessert, enjoy yourself. Don't just like eat and dash like you're getting pizza, you know, right. like really yeah. enjoy yourself. But where... Loose-fitting clothing. For sure. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and any plans you might have after. You might want to go home and watch Netflix and chill. Yeah, yeah or walk it off. I don't know. But. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or, or you know what we did last time is we went over by Domino Park and walked around and saw the sunset. That oh. I highly recommend doing after oh, Modern Love. Yeah. Save room for dessert. Because it's hard to, but... You know what we always do? We get one dessert to stay and one to go. So you get to have dessert when you get home and still, like, you know, salivating over your dinner. Or, or on the subway platform, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't really wouldn't recommend eating on the subway platform. <laughs> yeah. But whatever floats your boat, sure. Subway Mac rat might come and take it from you. <laughs> but, okay, is there anything else you guys want to say about anything new coming up with any three businesses before we finish for today? 
I mean, no, I mean, just stay tuned forward. Definitely do a lot of, we're going to, I think this year, we're going to have just a lot of more pop-up things with like guest chefs and stuff like that, both at, at mostly at the grocer and those I kinds mean, of you, I mean, I don't know if you want to mention it, um, but Erica is opening a veterinary hospital in Brooklyn with her husband. Wow. And it's called For the Animals <laughs> and he's a vegan vet. And, um, you know, I think it's like really special to have a vet hospital that is, you know, going to, you know, morally care not just about pets and stuff. Not that you're, I don't know what you're going to treat, but just, you know, it's the bigger picture. That's awesome. Can you elaborate a little bit and just say like where it is and how people can find out about it? Um, Yeah, well, it's going to be called For the Animals, Breaking Ground in January. And it's going to be in East Williamsburg. That's a great location. That's fabulous. Very central for for New Yorkers. I yeah, feel like and, and modern love. So oh, just... yeah, and Orchard Grocer <laughs> 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 and Moose Shoes, obviously. Oh yeah, and also our LA location. Oh yes, we didn't even get to touch on your LA location. Yes, yes, yes. That's open and open five years now, right? Yeah, just it'll be five years. So. Congratulations. Yeah. How how often do you guys get out there? I, I get out a little more often than Sarah. Just, I like to, I feel like February's the time that they need me the most. Because <laughs> I just need to get the hell out of New York. I don't blame you. Um, so. Well, yeah. but also, you're, if that's the case, then you're preparing for, like, the spring season in February. So that's good. It's good transition time in retail. Yeah. It's also a good excuse just to get, any time is a good excuse <laughs> to go to L.A. God. Yeah, another, oh, another vegan mecca of for sure. We definitely made our rounds last last year and we need to go back. But, you know, I we have so much great vegan food in New York. And I just want to thank you both for all, everything you contribute to veganism, to the movement. And not only that, but you're two badass vegan entrepreneurs <laughs> who are just slaying the game. So thank you so much. Oh, my God. That's like what people call us all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for coming like, to thank our you. places from all the way from the Upper East Side. Like, wow. <laughs> my pleasure. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's my pleasure. It's always my pleasure to go to any of your establishments. And it's such an honor to be here with both of you and so lovely to have met both of you. So thank you so much. Thank you. All right, us too. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Follow The Vegan New Yorker on Instagram and let us know who you would like Christina to sit down with next. And if you haven't already, be sure to check out Mooshoes, Orchard Grocer, and Modern Love Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week. 